Sometimes you got to fight battles and sometimes you got to push your way through. And there's other times that God fights your battles for you. I don't want you walking through life thinking that you'll never have to lift up a sword to get what is yours. Um, because it is quite evident that God says to go and take what's already been given. Go and possess what's already been given. So there, there are times in our lives that we have to come out of our place of complacency and move into what it is that God has already promised and given us. And if you think that you're just going to walk in and take it without any... <laughs> Y'all ain't been there, huh? You, you, you've never had to go in and fight for what was yours. You ain't, you ain't never had to go. Come on, some, some of you women, y'all fought other women to get the man that you got. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking to the religious crowd. They, we ain't never fought nobody, Pastor. We never hurt nobody. Wouldn't raise a hand to a fly. You lying. You fight. You let somebody look at your man crazy or sideways. Huh? I don't care. I don't care how long you've been married or how old you get. You, <laughs> she said, you know what that means. When a woman go like that, you already know. You don't. Even... I keep telling these women all the time, and I tell the guys, especially in like premarital counseling and stuff, when we get opportunities to do that kind of thing, we we always tell them, "Look, let me. I'm 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 just here to tell you, every woman has gone to a secret class. <laughs> y'all y'all have a secret society. Don't smirk. Y'all have a secret society." that you enrolled in, that your mother enrolled you in when you were younger. And you graduated with degrees because when you can go like this and a man know, look, y'all know sign language? This is sign language. This is a controlling mechanism. I mean, y'all know how to do it all. You, you point your kids, you go, and they sit down for some reason. It's like some kind of weird power in the finger. I know there's power in the blood, but maybe that's what they're scared of. They said, now, wait a minute. You know how the blood got here, right? Somebody calls it the flow. Be careful. <laughs> so maybe that's why they do it. But nonetheless, we have to learn to fight what's for ours or what is ours. And, uh, but we'll get to a point when, when God will fight for us. And, and he'll, he'll tell you when he fights for you. You always know when it's God. Because he'll tell you just now, go pick up your booty. See, some of y'all, y'all minds in the gutters and stuff. I ain't talking about somebody's butt or nothing. The booty was what was left over. The, bo- the booty was the remains of the battle. I mean, he, he, what? <laughs> That's what he would tell them. He said, now go, just go on in there. It's already done. All you got to do is just go collect what's yours. You ain't even going to have to fight. Just pick it up, put it in the bag, and take it to the house. Now be careful, too, to listen and hear. Because there were times, he told, he told Joshua and his little clan, remember, when they walked around the walls of Jericho, he said, don't touch it. Because the first of everything belongs to him. Don't you touch your stuff. You, you get in trouble. Your sins will find you out. Boy, yesterday was some good stuff, man. That gone, I'm still chewing. But your sins will find you out. Ananias, what'd you do with it? 
ain't touched nothing. <laughs> That's what some of y'all say. All right. Let's do this. Let's go to 1 Samuel, chapter 30. We'll start at verse 1. I'm going to read through verse 8. Don't know how this is going to go, but as excited as I I don't know if it was the coffee wearing off and the sugar wearing off from that donut. For the first time, I've shoved a bunch of sugar in my body. See, boy, I, I just heard you, Holy Spirit. We rely on things around us to energize us. All right, 1 Samuel chapter 30, starting at verse 1. Now it happened. Now it happened. <laughs> Boy, isn't that something? Now, now it happened. That wasn't even part of this thing, but I'm going to stop there for a minute. Now it happened. It, it, it's when... It's when we, we've been out doing what we thought we were supposed to be doing and we returned and now, now, it, now it happens. Now it happens. I'm still chewing on yesterday too. It's in the middle of our ministry that everything turns upside down. Now, now it happens? Now? I mean, I was just out doing what I was supposed to be doing. I'm taking care of business. I went to work. I'm making money. And now... Now my wife wants to have the affair. Now, now my kids have run, run amok. Now, right in the middle of everything else that I'm doing. Now, really? <laughs> now it happened. Now it happened. When David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded South and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there. Man, boy, isn't that just like, I'm telling you, you need, listen to me. You leave your house unprotected, the enemy's coming when you're not ready. And when he comes, he's taking what is dear and near to you. Do you really think he cares about what you care for? The only thing he cares about that is that he takes it and leaves you with nothing. You better, you better not leave your home, men. You better not leave your home unattended. Women, you better post up the watch. Amen. Get it in the low parts of the walls. If your husband's acting a fool, man, I'm bringing marriage over. If your husband's acting a fool, post the watch. That's It's not part of it. <laughs> Where am I at? He carried the women and those that, who were there from the small to the great. They, they didn't kill anyone. <laughs> See, when we think, man, this ain't even part of it. When, when we think that the enemy's coming in, he's there to destroy them. No, the enemy's after you. Yes. We talked about it. The battles that we fight, come on, the enemy's after you. Yeah. He wants your faith. He wants your hope. That's right. If I can just get to you, I might not be able to fight you head on because you're a little bit bigger, but I'll come around you. I'll take what you hope for. Why? Because we're going to find out. I'm going to take what you hope for, what you have faith in. I'm going to take that from you and watch. Watch how you act. Let's keep reading. 
That ain't part of my notes, but boy, that was good, Jesus. <laughs> Keep on. They didn't kill anyone, but they carried them away and they went their way. So, so David and his men came to the city and <laughs> there it was. Burnt with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. The enemy will come in and take stuff from you. He might not break you down instantly, but he will wear on you and wear on you. Don't leave a window open because he'll come in that window too. And he'll keep wearing on you and wearing. And eventually you become weary in the battle and you have nothing else left to give in the battle. And you lay down inside of your disappointment and there you die. Some of you haven't been there to experience. You don't even understand what I'm talking about. It sounds like it's, I would say, I better just say another language, be politically correct. Whatever. <laughs> and David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. <laughs> Maybe we should have just got up there and sat down and just continued with the marriage stuff because I'm going right back here again. I must have got my feet wet. <laughs> The enemy don't just take what's close to you. The enemy what take, takes what helps hold you together. Okay. Taking his wives, the ones that were his support system, the ones, if anybody could tolerate them, right? If anybody could tolerate them, it, it'd be the wives, right? That ain't what we heard yesterday. <laughs> Because sometimes the wives just won't tolerate that either. But the ones that we hold so true and dear. It's not there to help now. That, in, that encourager is not in the home now. That encourager is. And here you find yourself. Oh you're surrounded. I know. Hang on. Let's keep reading. You're surrounded. You still got people. Watch. Check this out. Now David was, was greatly distressed. Why? Hang on. Listen. <laughs> For the people spoke of stoning him. The <clears throat> because the soul of the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. See, there might be a moment where you think you've got people around you 
But let me tell you about those people that are around you and that have encompassed you. If something comes along and twists their little happy home up, guarantee you gone. These are the people that have been following David. They entrusted in him. And now they're talking about stoning the dude? What? I was with you. I went to church with you. I brought dinner to your house. Might I add some good stuff too. I brought, I brought dinner to your house. I give you money when the time of need. I was there. You call me at 2 o'clock in the morning and want to talk to me about and, and now you want to stone me? Yeah, I know, y'all. I guess what we're going to have to do is put everybody's business on the screen so everybody know that you, you done been there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You've had people. Shoot, it's family sometimes been with you all this time and because something happened you close enough you close enough to get the stick you you going you you get hit first you getting the blunt end of the stick it's it's catching you first <laughs> but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abathar the priest, Amalek's son, please bring the ephod here to me. I scratched my head there. The ephod wasn't for a king or a leader in battle. The ephod was wore by the priest. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you need to take on the role yourself. Don't be calling me. Oh, stop. You can't even, you can't even get there with me. See what I mean? You, you are priest. We, we put as a congregation and as Christian people, we, we have put the weight on the pastors and the, the head leaders in the church to be the ones responsible and accountable. Well, let me, okay, I heard that. This is why. So that if it don't happen, it wasn't your fault. Girl, you don't... They, Because see, if, if I was the one that prayed, well, he must not be close to God. <laughs> Sometimes, 
you got to take responsibility. Stand up for your own home. Stand up for your own rights. Stand up for your own thing. You need to call on God. You need to beckon the power from Almighty. You need to fall on your face and surrender. Why do you think there's so many pastors, man, that fall out? You put all the weight on them. Thank God he gave me a revelational scripture. I said that I ain't here for people. I'm here for him. It, it, I, don't, I don't care about your pressure. Call me one day when I'm in a real good mood. I'm going to go, now I lay me down to sleep. You feel better? I'll talk to you tomorrow and hang the phone up. <laughs> they might call you, but that's what you're here for. <laughs> they ain't going to call you. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord. Hmm. Shall I pursue this troop? See, most, no, not most, all of us. Every one of us, if something was stolen for us, we're going, we ain't asking nobody, no permission for nothing. I'm not asking you for no type of plan. I ain't asking you for no game plan. Don't, don't tell me how we should go, when we should go, where we should go, what we should go. Don't, I'm going, and guess what? When I go, it's coming with me. Might not be of the Lord, but it's coming with me. My peace, my peace I give to you. It ain't the peace that he left you. It... Amen. I'm in a rare mood. He says, shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue. For you shall surely overtake them and without fail. Recover all. Man, it talks about these, these men and, and David and they begin to weep. They cried so much they couldn't cry anymore. Do you know how we act sometime in our trials and our tribulations that we will spend so much time focused on something that is not even profitable for the cause. They're sitting over here cry, crying, ain't, sweetheart, crying ain't doing nothing for you no more. There was a point in time David was laying in the floor crying over his son that was lost. And after he found out that his son had died, the Bible said that he stood up, he washed himself, and he went to the house of the Lord. And you're still at the house, in your living room, weeping over your pain and your disgust and your despair and your problem and your aggravation. You're still hanging out. What's it done for you lately? How much longer will you lay in your tears? I'm not saying that there's not a time because the, the Bible says there is a time for tears. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to weep. There is a time, but there's also a time to stand up with a backbone and walk into what Satan has stole from you and take back what was yours. Okay. 
When are you as a church going to start doing that? And I'm not talking to the ones. I'm talking to everybody. Even on, I don't care if a president. I don't care if it's Pelosi. I don't care who it is. I'm telling you now, you cannot rely on yourself anymore. It's going to be the strength of God that's going to carry you through till the end of days. That's right. That's right. Amen. Man, I'm re- I'm 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 reminded of the lepers. They're standing outside of the gate. I mean, for God's sakes, they could have stood there until they died. They even talked amongst themselves. And they said, "Well, you know, we can just Eric. I tell you what, we can just hang here and do what God's given us right here, and this is, and we'll just die here, or." I mean, if we know we're going to die anyway, we might as well just do something. Why don't we try something different? Why don't we step outside the box? Why don't we, why don't we let go of God and let God go? Why, 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 they, they said, we might as well just go. If we're going to die, let's die doing something. If you're not going to succeed, don't succeed doing something. But we're so comfortable in where we sit. It just makes more sense. I would rather sit and mourn with my thumb in my mouth. I just heard a nursery rhyme. Let's have one putting the thumb in the pie. I... I just, I, I seen it. I just, I, I seen a little old lady sitting in the corner with this little apron on. Who? Little Jack Corner little sat Jack in the corner. Little Jack Corner sat in the corner eating something, 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 something and crying, whatever. Stuck in his thumb. <laughs> yeah, stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum. <laughs> what a good boy and girl you are, setting all up in your corner. <laughs> What a good boy and girl. I'm so happy and excited for you. You're going to serve Jesus in your little corner? Amen. <laughs> Some of you find yourself in these same scenarios. Here's, 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 the, here's the problem with finding yourself in some of these scenarios you'll find yourself around a crowd that may not be so fortunate or you may not be so fortunate with the crowd that you're around because they're not talking to you about well if we're going to die let's go ahead and go on over and die then let's just go and try it let's just go out and get it let's just go after let's just do what God's called us to do and don't worry about what other people are going to say or do who cares let's just go you're not going to have that crowd you're going to have the same crowd that David ended up with and they're going to be coming against you and you're going to become weary in the battle and you're left by yourself. You're sitting in here this morning. You right now are in a battle all by yourself. Or at least you think so. 
you're like Elijah. I'm trying to wake up your spirit of Elijah. That's what's happening right here. You think that you're alone. You think you're by yourself. But can I tell you something? God says, shut up, little baby. I got more people sitting over here that's gone through the same thing. Now get up and go get with them. Stop hanging around and, and searching for the people that's going to rest in your, in your little complaints and, and your little how-tos and, and what ain't working for you and the woes on me. Man, get away from them people. They're not doing nothing but feeding into your death. Find those people around you that are saying, gird yourself up. We've hung out, we've sat around too long. I know I might be a little loud this morning, but I don't care. If it bothers you, put your fingers in your ears. Or you can just turn me off. Put, put your name in the chat, we'll turn you off for it. I said it, and I didn't back from it either. I'm tired. I'm tired of worrying about other people. God put me here to do a job, and I'm going to do the job. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you hot and heavy. Don't nobody want to eat no cold pancake. <laughs> don't ask me why I picked pancake. It don't matter. <laughs> you find yourself feeling as everybody has left you and turned their back on you, leaving you to fend for yourself. That's where you're sitting. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can I tell you when you find yourself sitting there that there's one, there is a friend the Bible calls in Proverbs that sticks closer than a brother. He ain't never left you. He ain't never forsook you. You're not standing in this thing by yourself. It may feel like that for a moment, but you want to know why it feels like that for the moment? Let me help you with your feelings and your emotional side your body soul and spirit let me minister to the soul for a minute you know why that you're sitting there feeling like that because the bible says that he abides in the praises of his people that's where he comes that's where he tabernacles. that's where you start feeling his love that's where you start feeling his mercy but as long as you're sitting there going woe is me woe is me woe is me he's not around he's outside the gates looking going when you're going to praise me when you're going to praise me when you're gonna call me when you're gonna invite me in and you've been sitting there alone talking to the wrong people see there's there's people that you talking to right now that you surrounded yourself with they don't even have nothing to say oh they talking <laughs> they They talking, but ain't nothing coming out their mouth. Just a bunch of lip service. Just how many times you've been married? Five. Who you giving me advice on? Oh, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Sometimes it stings, but stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You went from this job to 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 this job. And you're trying to tell me how to get a promotion in the job I'm in. Stop it. 
You go to God on Christmas and Easter and you're telling me how to live my life. You keep pointing out the fallacies in my life and the problems that I have. And I'm in church every waking moment. I'm in the Bible every time I get an opportunity. And you're telling me how to live my life for God. Stop it. Get away from them people. There's a time that you're meant to be by yourself. So it's then that you begin to strengthen yourself in the Lord. You're not going to get to heaven by somebody else's faith. Sweetheart, the words of the pastor is not going to deliver you from hell. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Our dependency. Our dependency has gone rogue. It's left the one and the true and looking for all the false hopes. Because they're pleasing to the eye, there's going to come a day when they no longer search for the truth. They don't hear the truth. They go and they look. They, they build among themselves. They, they, they put together their own pastors and teachers and preachers because they tickle their ears. There's going to come a day. My friend, we're living in it. And if you're not careful, you, you'll find you, okay, you'll find yourself in the place Job was sitting. Your world is crashing around you, and the ones that are with you and beside you begin to blame you and tell you it's your fault. Look, even your spouse will come in on the scene and tell you, why don't you just curse God and die? Don't tell me it don't happen. Man, we talked about it. Unity. Unity in the home between the husband and the wife. Want to make a thousand flee, two, ten thousand. You, unity. Get it together. Get with your spouse. The one that's irritating you about staying on your face and maybe even fasting or going to church or tithing or giving some offering or going out and doing street ministry or helping somebody. In need, that, that's the one you need to follow. The one that's irritating you because your spirit can't agree. Because you're harboring a different spirit. I know, it's hot. Just remind yourself that when winter comes, first thing y'all want to talk about is going to Florida. Can I tell you it does matter who you talk to? See, it does matter who you talk to. It, it matters who you hang out with. It matters where you go to church. It matters who you listen to. Yes, it does. David found himself in a group of men that are debating stoning him. David had to make a choice. I think some of the biggest problem with this is the, some of the people that you think that are the closest around to you, the first ones to pick up the stone when something goes bad with them. 
All they're trying to do, all the enemy's trying to do is make himself become bigger in your life. And he wants to make you aware how much of a failure you are. So the best thing that you can do right now, Debbie, is to blame somebody else. That way you can feel better about yourself and you can demean them along the way. And then I win on both of you. A twofer. What do y'all women call them? Bo, bo, a bogo. A bogo. You buy one, get one. See, and and some of us get greedy and want two. It gets discouraging after a while. Daggone it, it gets discouraging after a while. When the group that you're around, all you hear is the nagging and the biting and the complaining and the whining. It gets discouraging after a while. It gets discouraging to the point, even like David, the Bible said that he became very distressed. He, it gets discouraging after a while. When you, that's all you get to deal with. Oh, man, it's so great. I wish I was a pastor. Till you sit in the office and answer 15 emails and 69 phone calls and 25. Well, I never... And you're supposed to love them anyway. See, this is why it's hard for you sometimes to understand where I come from because you don't, (laughs) where much is given, much is required. You don't understand what it is to be placed in that call to where you have to. You have to. See, it's a demand. See, you've taken it as an option, your walk of life. I love you today because you've been cool. You cooked me something good. Burn my biscuit and watch what happens. <laughs> that's how we do it. That's how, look, that's how we play this life of love. David's distressed. I mean, I can, look, I, oh boy, did I just get right beside him this morning. Wanting to give up and telling yourself that this just ain't worth it anymore. and You become tired of fighting. You, you just become weary from the battle. And you just want to give up. And everything around you is coming down on you. Ain't nobody else going through what I'm going through. I've got the world's worst issues in my life. I got four dogs at the house sometime instead of just two. I ain't used to it. We're going to have to spend some more time together just so that we can understand how to deal and tolerate because I kicked them out last night. Nine o'clock, y'all got to go. And I was talking about the kids. I wasn't talking about the dog. Good point. But they heard and they obeyed. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for an obedient children. Man, it's hot. See, if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves in these battles too. And the pressures of others start beating us down. Oh, come on, you've heard it. Well, you just need to get over it. 
bridle my tongue. The weight of the fight begins to seem as though it's too much. I mean, David was there. This man of God was there. Verse 6 goes on to says, But David strengthened himself and the Lord to God. <laughs> David began to talk to himself. See, I used to think, man, I passed by and you talked to yourself and I didn't understand what you're saying. I called you crazy. Sometimes it's okay. Talk to yourself. The only problem with that is and, well, you know, it's not really about you talking to yourself. It's about what you're talking to yourself about. Right. What are you saying? That's what's important. See, this thing of, well, I just don't know. And I, I guess this is just, and I won't, and I, and I, and I. Get out of the wheelbarrow. Stand up. Push the wheelbarrow. Stop having somebody else push you. talk about it's being too hard and I can't make it and it's too much. Now listen, I'm talking, I'm preaching to myself so don't get mad at me. I told you before we started. This is why I got to preach like this because it's to me. I'm hard-headed and sometimes I'll fall asleep and I won't pay attention to what I'm saying. That's why I don't like talking to myself too much. I Talk about how bad your problem is. You need to start speaking over yourself with God's word. See, he, he, he talked about he strengthened himself. It's the, the Hebrew word. Shazak. I wrote it down because I was scared I was going to say Shazam. <laughs> I said, I just said, I better write that down. I say Shazam and they really going to run. <laughs> See, y'all don't have this problem, so y'all don't understand. Shazak, it's, it's, it's a root word that was even used in, it was used in a lot of different Hebrew names, but one specifically in Zechariah. <laughs> and that word meant... Strengthened in Yahweh. See, it wasn't that he just, he just talked to himself. You can do it. That wasn't what he was saying. <laughs> he was speaking the word of God over his life. And see, so many times we don't want to hear, we don't want to hear the word of God. But in reality, that's the only thing that's going to break you out of where you're in. I know you don't believe me, but you need to talk to some people and they'll tell you. We don't think that we would ever be in that situation where we would ever go, I don't want to hear the word of God, would we? Never think it. I mean, we've been serving God all of our life. I'd never say, don't give me the word of God. Go, oh, you ain't been put there. Right. 
You ain't had to go through something so devastating that it begins to allow to wear on you and the enemy starts sneaking in and pulling this hope and pulling that hope and pulling this hope and pulling that. And the next thing you know, man, your faith has waned. You got half a mustard seed. At least you got some left. I've always said work with what you got. Huh? If you, I can't do just work with what you got. Instead of beating yourself up about what you did and where you've been and who you hung out with and what you're going through. Instead of reminding yourself about your past, you need to remind yourself about the God you serve. Can I help you for a moment? Huh? Can I, do, do you need Okay, the ones that need it, here it comes to you. You need to start speaking things like Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You need to talk about Deuteronomy for a minute. 28, 13, and the Lord will make me the head and not the tail. You shall be above, not beneath. Psalms 18 puts it like this. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalms goes on to talk about some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Isaiah says that no weapon formed against me will prosper. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Job puts it like this. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Psalms 27 he goes on to give us some good stuff. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked comes against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me me he shall set me high upon a rock and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me therefore I will offer sacrifice of joy in his tabernacle I will sing yes I will sing praises to the Lord hear oh Lord when I cry with my voice have mercy also upon me and answer me when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Amen. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, and the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O oh Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. 
Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witness has risen against me. And such has breath out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I know it, it looks bleak. We don't see the breakthrough. I know it doesn't appear that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know where he's going to do it. But I trust in the Lord that he will do it. He's my shield and my buckler. I think he just unplugged me. (laughs) There's a time in your life you need to understand that you serve the God of Israel. He's still the same God as he was to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Trouble will beset you. It will come by you. It will rest on you but it can't stay tears tears for the night joy after after a little while then he will establish me then he will raise me up It's good. It's good. Pastor lost his mind. For one thing I've learned, I got to be out of mine and be in his. So you can tell all your friends, the pastor's lost his mind. It's a good thing. I'm done. There's a day in your life you need to encourage yourself. How dare you let the enemy take hold of your circumstance and your situation. Stop speaking the negative over your life. If you can't find it on your own, they right here. You can come and get them after service.
who God says I am. I will become who God said I'll be. Your situation ain't that bad, dude. Man, we saw yesterday you can be in the pits of hell and God can reach down and snatch you out and set you before men. This is how you'll overcome. You got problems now? Joshua, go back into the Jordan from whence you just came. Grab a stone, pull it out, build an altar, make a reminder for the generations to come. Maybe those generations are you. Maybe you yourself need to be reminded of the times that God walked into your life and he delivered you. 